0: Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast, presented by Sean Patrick Moloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now, here is your host, Sean Moloney. Welcome to Episode 221, Helping Clients to Navigate and Win Bidding Wars. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I want to talk to you about winning bidding wars. As agents, it's our job to help people win bidding wars. And so many of us are failing our clients. We're giving them answers like, do your best. Throw your best thing in there. You know, what do you think? Instead of being the industry professionals we are. So today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the whole process, what you can do, what not to say, what to say, and just how you can find a better success rate. If you're out there shaking your head, wondering how some agents are getting offers accepted, but you're not, this is the episode for you. First off, oftentimes in working with clients in a bidding war, agents worry about the unknown. They spend their time worrying about things. What if my clients pay too much? What if my clients don't win the bidding war? Focus on bringing your professional opinion and experience. Focusing on what if they pay too much or focusing on... What if someone else gets it is to not focus on the win. You need to focus on the win, envision the win, and put all the energy in the world into that win. If you're writing an offer up and you're not happy with the terms and you're not speaking to your client about it, you're not a professional. If you're unhappy with those terms, there should be an open-air conversation of, hey, Mike and Marsha, I know we're putting this offer together, but I do think that we should put better terms on here or our." possibility of acceptance is very low instead of saying what a lot of agents do which is being a yes man and saying oh yeah Mike and Marsha that's great you're doing your best well it's fine to bow out of a bidding war you don't have to put a bid in to put a bid in that you have no faith on and then to pretend like you ever thought you could win and then to go through the emotional battle of we didn't win is very silly you need to get your clients serious and looking in the right price range and understanding what the house is actually going to sell for There's different ways to do that, but just make sure that you understand, we're not out here to just write things on paper and send them out and call it doing the work. We need to do the work behind the paperwork. When helping a client to prepare a bidding war, we need to explain each and every value in detail on the contract. We want to make sure they understand that yes, purchase price is a very important box, but we have other things. We have closing date, amount finance. We have inspection contingencies. We have appraisal contingencies. We have how many days to accept the offer. We have how many days from the offer to purchase and sale. We have different deposit amounts. There are so many places where we can beat another offer that don't just have to be on purchase price. So that's why it's very important to talk with the seller's agent call up the sales agent, and get a better understanding. Let me ask you a few questions. I'm preparing an offer for your clients. I was wondering, is there a best date for them to move on? Why? Well, think about this, right? Say someone offered me $500,000 for a home and someone else offered me $495,000. It's very easy to say, take the $500,000. But what if I told you, the four ninety-five dollars told me that I can stay for five more weeks and I can look for my next home? Because they're not worried about it, and they're going to let me rent back and live inside the house because they know that my grandfather's older, and I can't move him into temporary housing. I need to go from house to house. I'm going to take that four ninety five right because that other agent did the recon, found out what was going on in the person's life, found out about grandpa, realized, hey, guys, we don't have to pay more money; we can simply just let them." stay in this house for a little while longer, which is really gonna improve our odds of getting the win. He didn't know about the other bid price, the agent who created that offer, but what they did know is by improving all the terms, we could possibly win, not just by worrying about purchase price. Because I'll give you another example. If you just throw a huge purchase price out there, but then you make it subject to an appraisal, the agent already did a CMA. They've already chosen the price based on what they thought the market could bear. And now you've done a huge overbid. But with an appraisal thing saying that the property must appraise at or above purchase price, they never asked you to pay that much money when you go in a bidding war and you're going to go way over asking to put an appraisal thing on. There is basically to leave a hatch door out, a hatch door out of the offer, because when you have an appraisal contingency, you can walk away with your deposits if it doesn't appraise. And when is that 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 happens? Somewhere in the two to five week range from when we originally started, which means lots of lost time, lots of lost energy. And you know what? As sellers, they don't have to deal with it a lot of times. We can't tell clients, hey, you know what, you need to waive your appraisal, or you need to waive your mortgage contingency, or you need to get rid of your inspection. But what we can tell them is the value in them, and we can understand our jobs correctly. I see too many agents out there looking to protect their clients at the highest level possible, but not understanding that they need to be protected from them. Telling somebody that their you know, bid is too high, or backing them down, or all these different things that agents do. And then not getting the house is not doing your fiduciary duty. I always like to point this one out to people. Our duty as a buyer's agent is to get somebody the house for the least amount of money possible. So the first key words, though, are get them the house. Too many people focus on that for the least amount of money possible. Remember, least amount possible. So that does not mean less than asking. It means during the current market situation, what? bid would win that house where I didn't need to offer them more. That's what we're shooting for, but there's no way to know perfection, right? Because we don't know what other people bid. We don't get honesty through the system of I'll see everyone's bid. It's an open envelope. No, it's a closed envelope. So you just have to figure out what works best for your clients and what they want to do on that house, but making sure to probably explain things to them because honestly I've picked up many clients over the years who worked with other agents. And we immediately landed houses and I realized that nobody was in the driver's seat before. Get in the driver's seat and help your clients understand every single element of the offer. Say, here's a simple one, right? Deposits. People get that confused with down payments all the time, which is a total disservice, but the deposits of money that's good faith money, it says to the seller, if I walk away, you get to keep this. On line eight, In the Massachusetts Association Realtor Contract to Purchase, it says that it is the seller's sole remedy to take the deposit if the buyer defaults on their obligations. This means they can't sue you. So this means when you put only $1,000 down and then maybe $200 or $500 or maybe you don't even put any money down on the second one, you're not putting a deposit down there. Well, guess what? Without the deposit... The seller has no faith, so they might accept an offer with less monies, but more surety that they know the person's moving forward. Because if a buyer has no skin in the game, the seller is worried. What if they walk away? So it's very, very important. When working to figure out a purchase price, though, make sure to look at the market data for what's happened locally understand that as an agent, we go back to the data. We look at, okay, all the houses are normally listing at this price. They're selling at that price. That means they're going for 3% over or 5% over. In order to win this bid, we want to go 6% over. In order to maybe win, maybe we go 5%. If you really don't care, let's go 3% over and let's put in an offer. Give professional advice like that. But realize every bidding war is different. Pay attention to everything, including going to the open houses, looking how many other bids are there, what else is going on, because you always have to sharpen your pencil because every single bidding war is its own unique thing. Guys, winning in bidding wars takes great training and constant attention to detail. You guys have it. I can tell you're listening to the podcast. Make sure to pound that subscribe button so you can hear more in the future, and I look forward to talking to you next week.